0: This episode of Package Design Unboxed is sponsored by idpdirect.com. IDP stands for International Direct Packaging. They're the only factory direct packaging manufacturer that cuts through all the bull you get with packaging distributors. Avoid delays, streamline your creative, and gain a trusted and transparent supply chain by purchasing your packaging direct from the factory that makes it. Order your retail bags, rigid boxes, and e-commerce packaging that's all made under the same roof and let idpdirect.com manage color, materials, and provide you a 100% QC inspection for your packaging order. Check out idpdirect.com, because IDP doesn't source factories, they are the factory. Hey, packaging peeps, it's your host, Avelio Matos on Package Design Unboxed. In today's episode, we talk to Fabrice Pelletier, author of Packaging Revolution. That was first released in French, and now it's been translated to English. If you haven't heard of Fabrice, you're going to want to hunt him down on LinkedIn and connect. He's been a packaging design agency owner and author, and now he consults with various groups to improve recycling in Europe. Not to mention how Fabrice transpots by working 20 to 40 years in the future. You're going to want to listen to his process because it's pretty easy. It just takes time and effort. Also, since my French is terrible, we have this conversation in English, so you'll get some of Fabrice's accent. And you might hear his amazing wife in the background translating as we chat. All in all, you're going to get at least three key takeaways. Number one, how to trend spot 20 years into the future. Seriously, he's got a great process that beats my process. And I just worked five years in the future. So I'm going to start putting his process into play for myself. Now, number two, how to help brands make the right choice in materials, processes, and give them a clear picture of what sustainability can mean for them. If you're not already helping brands make these decisions, you'll gain some insight into how to do it today. Composables. Yes, we get into compostable plastics and we get a European angle on this material. We also get into some of the laws that were passed around these materials and packaging. We discuss the packaging revolution and we learn that the reason it's written in such simple terms is that Fabrice is also the author behind the French version of Design for Dummies. Before we dive into the show, I want to give a quick shout out to listener Amy Lisa L. on Apple Podcasts. She left a review saying, My goal is to get everyone I know who's involved in manufacturing to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you, Amy. Scratch that. My goal is to get everyone I know to subscribe. Why? Because we're all consumers. Yes, we are. It's up to us to respectfully pose questions to brands that will hopefully prompt them to make efforts towards operating in a more sustainable manner. That's right, that's what we do. As a brand owner, I weigh my options with an eye on sustainability, and then I must weigh those options against my budget. It's not easy, and the outcomes are never perfect. However, having the correct information to base those decisions upon is absolutely critical. That's where this podcast comes in. Avelio brings in true experts in the fields who provide information and insights that I've been unable to identify elsewhere. Plus, the direct yet casual tone is very easy to listen to. I highly recommend on all accounts. I love this review so much. Thank you, Amy. I really appreciate it. If you want to hear your review before our show, please leave a review at PackageDesignUnboxed.com. All right, now let's get to the show. What is your position? You're an author, you're a packaging developer. How, how would you like to be introduced?
1: Maybe I can give you a, a story. Imagine a young boy more than 50 years ago in France, live in the country, and on the weekend with uh, his brother, he got out of the village and he clean, He cleaned the, the garbage in the nature. And this uh, little boy was me, but uh, one half century ago. <laughs> and I live in a um, family, we take care of sustainability, we take care of uh, nature, but it was not trendy. It's, it was so long. And more than uh, 15 years after, I opened a design agency and I create packaging. You can imagine a young boy, I clean the packaging in the nature and 15 years after I create packaging. It was in uh, 1985 and immediately I understand that uh, the packaging I create was at the end garbage. And I I am on um, conscience on this uh, work uh, since a very long time, uh, forty years. And at the beginning, it was some people think I am I am little bit in illuminate. I am a sort of crazy crazy designer. They call me the the green designer. And I try and I work on this uh, since the beginning. It's why the. My, my books, the uh, prefaces, are uh, right by the uh, French Ministry, because in France, we start to recycling packaging in 1982. And I, I have my agency, my design agency whose name is Préference, uh, one of, of the more famous design agency in France. And I do this. At the end of the 20th century, I decided to change because I thought that the customer briefing don't put the good topics. I decided to sell my agency and to be consultant and to help brand owner, industrial manufacturer, and all the, this um, family to change. And it's exactly sure. this. I work on this and I write book. I make exhibition articles since 20, as you see on my website. I explain this and I write this since 25 years. You can see on my website the the life of packaging Mm -hmm. to be more sustainable. Sure. So you've been doing this for a long time. It is your life. It's my it's my life. It's not uh, something. Uh, it's just because I was here, and uh, but there is no uh, success about this. It's just because it's, I fall in this since the beginning. Sure.
0: And uh, you know, when we talk about sustainability, when when we discuss sustainability with a brand, with a company, um, a lot of times they don't they don't understand what sustainability means. You know, or they may have one idea. You know, every brand considers sustainability in a different manner. They, they think of it differently. Well, we can use recycled materials. Oh, we can make packaging that is recyclable. Oh, we can use packaging that is lighter. You know, All these different things check different boxes in the sustainability. But for you, what is sustainable packaging? What does that mean to you?
1: Yes, for me, uh, sustainable packaging is the packaging at the beginning, uh, which have all the functionality and the first functionality of packaging is to take care about what is inside, because the most important impact for the environment, it's not the packaging, it's what is inside. It's the first thing. There is a lot of functionality. Uh, I wrote a new book uh, for uh, September and I describe 28 functionality. And for me, packaging for the product don't have 28, but there is 28 different functionality on uh, a packaging. Sustainable packaging is the good functionality to take care of the product, to. Make uh, make the business to make the uh, to um, promote the product with a low uh, and yes. a reasonable impact. It's uh, it's this. It's uh, I call this in France the juste emballage. the just packaging. Just justice. The good balance. It's uh, a good uh, a sustainable packaging. Is a good balance between uh, the good functionality and the less environmental impact but it's not zero because zero don't exist it's uh, the good uh, the good functionality. Westpac the largest packaging
0: event on the west coast is back live on august 10 through the 12th at the anaheim convention center see the latest in packaging design and automation innovation from hundreds of packaging exhibitors Boost your packaging knowledge from the free-to-attend packaging education shows that are live from the floor theaters. Now, visit westpackshow.com to register for your free expo pass and use the promo code UNBOXED, U-N-B-O-X-D, to get 50% off the Can Pack West Conference and other design and manufacturing technical conference tracks. You're going to learn a ton about packaging, cannabis packaging, technical packaging, production, and you're going to meet a ton of exhibitors there get out, meet some people and learn about packaging. And who do you think is doing it well? And one of the things I, I do wanna mention, Fabrice, is uh, you've written a great book here, uh, The Packaging Revolution, which you know I've, I've read, I've got a lot of notes, I have a lot of questions. Um, you know, In terms of being an expert in packaging and being an expert in sustainable packaging and materials, you've definitely hit all of the marks uh, with this book, so when you're talking about having this just packaging, you know a lot of times, uh, you know the the way that we view packaging may be that the best packaging or the most sustainable packaging is
1: no is no packaging if there is uh, no packaging, there is no chocolate. Okay. <laughs> there is no product. You, you understand there is no no business, nothing because, You don't wake up in the morning and uh, decide to create packaging. You create packaging because you have something to put inside. And the first thing is take care of what is inside and it's uh, this inside which helps you to create the good packaging. Sometimes I did, how on the packaging, ça sert à rien. Packaging is absolutely useless when you have nothing to put inside. And it's a first because a, a lot of people, political people, consumer people, discover they have packaging at the end of the process when they have drinking, opening, when they come from, and after, oh, it's, uh, Very, it's nothing, it's an horrible packaging because it's a a garbage, it's the end. But if they uh, have no packaging, they have no, they can't drink, they can't uh, eat, they can't, uh, uh, you can't have your iPhone because your iPhone comes from uh, China uh, to America and Europe with uh, packaging.
0: So you've launched this book. It's called the, the the packaging revolution. Yes, you know you, you go into, into detail about materials. You go into detail about sustainability. You have a great uh, amount of history in in the book, talking about the, the beginning of packaging, which is amazing. Tell me why did you why did you name this the packaging revolution, and why is it so important today?
1: Uh, 2018 on, 2018, I wrote in 2019, 18. Uh, 18, 18, a book. The name is. Uh, packaging before is revolution. Because uh, four years ago, I explain why the packaging makes this revolution. It's very interesting. I send you this, uh, this little book because I see to understand what is, what is the packaging in uh, 240. I just decide to see what is your life in 240. Because the packaging is a reflect of the society. If you know the society, if you understand the society in 30 years, you can understand what is packaging. And on this, I tell be careful. The packaging arrive at the end of packaging of the packaging of today and a big revolution arrive. It's not because I am French, because French people love revolution. It's not this. It's absolutely not this. Uh, There is a revolution in Europe because Europe and France make a very big law. Interdiction of packaging and this and this. And it's why the industrial community have no choice. They have to change definitively. Packaging because some people, some industry can't sell his product with the same packaging because the law tell to this industrial it's finished, it's finished. It's a revolution of distribution because the packaging we have at the moment it's the packaging for mass market, for a target or um, for retail. The people go with this car to the shelf to have packaging. And this is very change. No, it's not the people go to the product, it's the product go to the people. This change. It's my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: it is life. This is life today, of
1: course. And this change, consumer change, because consumer don't want to have all this garbage of all this packaging. And the law Uh, The law in Europe is very, very strict now because we want only recyclable packaging. We want in Europe that the packaging turn in loops.
0: Sure. Sure. We're we're trying to make that uh, more of a circular system.
1: A circular system, yes. uh, recyclable, and we take care of the uh, Americans. People have petrol, but in Europe, we have no petrol, <laughs> but we have a lot of trees and uh, we prepare the end of this uh, petrol uh, area. And we think it's finished maybe, maybe in 30, 40 years. No, no matters, but there is an end of this. It's why it's a revolution because there is four cycle life for a product with packaging. The first is the uh, industrial life uh, in the factory, uh, in the logistic. The second is the distribution life, and the distribution life cha- is changing. There is a drive. There is a Amazon. There is it change. It it change. The consumer change because in Europe we have a, a more and more strong care of sustainability, of nature, see. and there is all this plastic on the seas and uh, on the ocean. We don't want this anymore. And the other cycle of life, and I tell this uh, since 25 years, is the poubelle. It's a garbage, it's a trash. It's a, it's really a, a life of packaging, and we decide that in Europe there is only one nirvana for the packaging: is a recycling process. A packaging must it's not a garbage, it's not a trash. The packaging it's a material to create another product. Yeah, ab-
0: absolutely. So I think so let me recap a little bit of what you talked about. Cause so you said some really good things here. When you began discussing this, I think you were talking about designing packaging, but really thinking about 2040, 20, you know, 2030. What is packaging going to be in the future? Mm-hmm. And and thinking about how packaging is going to solve problems in the future. How are we going to protect products? How are we going to reuse that material in 2040? Mm-hmm. And if we can and if we can envision what packaging is going to be in 2040 and how that system is going to work, then Mm -hmm. it helps us design today, Because today we're evolving, packaging is evolving. And if we want to make that next step, we have to think about where we're going. So I I think that that's really, uh, that was really important. I always say as a packaging designer, we are designing the future and we get a glimpse, we get a a view into the future. Uh, And the reason I say that is, you know, today is July 9th if I'm designing packaging today on my screen, I'm designing it, I'm putting logos, artwork, that packaging will not be on shelf until February. So I have to think about what is going to be the trends next year in six months and eight months and make sure that it's going to last long. It doesn't matter what is important today, what is important in the future. So we always get a, a view of what's coming. So getting that view of 20 years out, isn't that difficult and it's something that we have to do so we can continue evolving how do you picture that that future how do you begin to picture the future
1: there is in the United Nations and uh, in uh, European community there is some um, topics big evolution of society and uh, in Europe there is uh, twelve main evolution like climate direction on climatic of- Climate change, artificial intelligence, like oldness population, people are uh, aging. Big, aging, aging population, a lot of topics like this. And uh, in the United Nations, there is 10, I read all this uh, society, very, very big topics. And I just search what topic can uh, impact the packaging. And I find I find four, uh, four, four main topics of uh, the changement of civilization, and I find these topics are impacting the packaging. It's it's uh, it's not a, a crystal ball. It's just <laughs> it's it's just to uh, understand how the society. Uh, the way of real life change, climate, migration of population, a lot of things like this. And uh, inside, when I, I find this, I tell, okay, the packaging of today is not good for this new civilization. Right. And what is the packaging? It is very simple. When you think like this and you are a designer, it's very simple to understand how it can change. In you have a lot of uh, studies uh, I, I read a lot of studies and they tell the packaging is a reflect the reflect of your society sure. if you you change the mind you you can uh, uh, understand what is your society in 20 40 years mm-hmm. it's not very uh, it's it's not exactly this but not there is a lot uh, very good studies like this. You can understand what is the packaging. It's just the reverse. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to go through your book and just ask you some, some quick questions throughout. Because yeah. I, have, I have a lot. I have notes throughout the entire book. <laughs> um, and so okay. So you're, you're in France. Um, you know, I'm in the United States. The way that we recycle packaging here in the U.S. is completely different than you do it in France. And I'm sure even within France, there is different ways to recycle, right? That's one of the problems that we have globally with recycling is that a brand is global these days. Mm -hmm. You know, I can order a product from France and the packaging may be completely recyclable in France. But when it comes to the United States, it is no longer recyclable because our process doesn't work that way. Um, So I want to kind of, I want to focus on just learning absolutely more about the European recycling model. And as we go through this, this is what I, what I, what I want to um, share with our listeners is, recycling is, is different regionally. And in the, U, in the United States, we don't understand a lot of the recycling in Europe uh, because there's so many different variations.
1: But, but don't worry, it's, uh, it's different European uh, country. Right. We have not the same process in uh, north of Europe Than maybe in Italy or in Germany, in France. There is no very strong hazard. But in packaging, you can tell there is not a lot of materials. You have glass, you have steel, aluminium, different plastics, and you have paper and cardboard. Only this. And we know that glass is recyclable, steel is. 100% recyclable, paper are recyclable, aluminum too, plastics. Each plastic, the recycling process is because there is no one plastic. There is different uh, monomers, different polymers, different plastics. There is PUT, there is PP, there is PE. And you you can't can't mix all these uh, resins. After, uh, for me, recycling is an industrial process. Sure. Is uh, efficiency, uh, 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 um, environmentally efficiency, and eco- economically efficiency. It's not. It's a. It's a business. It's not not only a business. Uh, it's a, an industry. An industry. Uh, must be uh, profitable, and uh, uh, as uh, as uh, each industry, it's not so so different. But there is some uh, in the, each country. Maybe uh, one country is better for uh, paper. An example in Canada, in North Europe, there is a lot of wood, and yeah. produce wood is uh, take care of the forest when you produce wood because the forest must be uh, more clean and this and you produce wood. It's not very interesting to recycling paper in this country, Mm. but if you go to Lebanon, in Lebanon, there is only one tree on the flag. (laughs) It's very interesting to recycling Right. Paper in this country, you, you understand that it's why there is some different, um, uh, I can't, uh, I can understand in America, uh, there is petrol and there's, it's the plastic is, uh, is different. But I, I, I when I start the, this book as I was in New York because I, I go every, uh, every year, some, a lot of in, in America. Uh, with, my, with my wife. And I started my book in New York uh, two years ago. And it's very interesting because in America, you, you are the first country which change with less plastic and more paper, with a paper bottle, with uh, the wrap carpet wrap, and it's very inspiring because we have not uh, this in Europe. It's, yeah. I, I think it depends the uh, industry, depends the resource of the country. But each material are the same. So what you uh, choose for for me, all the time, it's what is more efficient economically and ecologically.
0: Well, I got I got to tell you, Fabrice, it's great to hear somebody in europe saying they were in the united states and they were inspired by our packaging and our recycling because in the u.s everybody here says look at france look at germany they do a great job so i want to thank you
1: (laughs) because it was great american I, i i i i i've been in new york Especially specially to buy, to buy a paper bottle of ecolog- ecological uh, of events and this and uh, mm-hmm. I, if you see on my, all my articles, you are the first country to the uh, the uh, wrap plastic wrap and you put rings little rings to put the cans. I saw uh, a lot of paper solution uh, and no plastic solution. No, no, no. Uh, I I think uh, there is not good uh, good people and uh, bad people. There, There is inspiration and I go everywhere in the world. In my book, you have, it's not only European solution. There is from Canada, there is from America, there is from Brazil, from Asia, because there is no one if there is one solution I'm sure American people have this solution but there is no only one solution there is a lot of different solutions. it's why it's so interesting to work on it you know I find inspiration everywhere you know I'm I'm
0: online constantly I travel and As a packaging designer, you look at packaging and what is happening in that particular region. I think it's the same with fashion. If you're a fashion designer and you travel somewhere, you're inspired by that fashion. So it's just natural. So I think that that's great. Um, you know, looking through your book, you have a, you have a lot of trends, you know, you're, you're anticipating where this packaging is going in a, in a variety of different places. Um, So, you know, in the beginning, you've got your nine trends for paper and cardboard packaging, which is being 100% cellulose, 100% recyclable, you know, substitution as replacing plastics, you've got waterproofing, uh, you know, you have all these different trends in paper and cardboard packaging. You know, these are the things that you're seeing. Then you go into each of those items that you've listed in these nine trends. So your, your trend one, you've got 100% recyclable and 100% cellulose. And the example that you're giving here is in the US, we have a company, a, a brand called Barilla, and they had a, it's a pasta company. It's a pasta box and had big windows with plastic. Mm-hmm. They've removed those, those windows because pasta looks the same. It looks dry and it, it's not attractive. And they've removed those windows and they've placed photography on there, which looks beautiful. Now they can style it. Now they can light it perfectly yeah you know, it's probably even just digital renderings to you know as far as we know um, so they look beautiful and that seems like such an easy solution and it took yeah twenty years to get there
1: yes <laughs> and, and 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 it's it's very funny uh, for the uh, it's very funny yes it's a good solution because I, you have uh, in Barilla packaging you have uh uh Beautiful picture with the pasta, and at the end a window, plastic window. Uh, it's not good for the recycling, and it's just a waste. And you see the dry pasta, and they are not so beautiful as the picture. <laughs> it's better to 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 have not. But there is something very interesting. It's a toilet paper. You see toilet paper. If you see the story. At the beginning, the toilet paper was wrapped with paper, and maybe sometimes marketing people, industrial people, Mm -hmm. tell us it's better to put plastic, and we wait for uh, fifty years to return to paper because paper for toilet paper, it's it's so clever. It's just this. Why they put plastic it, and when 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 you work on this you, you you can understand that 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 sometimes there is some solution, and you tell why they don't think of this before before <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so just uh, intelligent and but, well,
0: let, well, let me well, let me okay so in in the u s you know toilet paper has been in, in plastic for. Mm-hmm for many years, you know, and it's gotten to the point where we look at toilet paper and plastic as clean, sanitized, and you get the, the feeling that paper isn't the same. The paper isn't as sanitary as plastic. So when you see on shelf toilet paper in paper versus toilet paper in plastic, you know, the plastic has that shine that reflects the light, has beautiful graphics on it. And then you have the paper, which is dull and it does not reflect the light. It feels, you know, it's it's, like a difference between clean and dirty. And
1: it's honestly, it's not like this. I find this uh, uh, Renova uh, toilet paper in Belgium. And I remember every week I am on on the shelf because I find all my packaging on. uh, everywhere in europe and uh, and i remember i i I go and i see this paper and at the the first passage when i see the first i don't see it it, that it was in paper because the picture it's so well done I, i just think it's transparency and i just think oh it's a paper and it's after no it's paper And it's changed nothing (laughs) at the end. It changed absolutely nothing. And it's why I think this um, consumer, it's very, uh, uh, very uh, strange. I I tell this uh, packaging paradox because consumer in Europe don't want plastic, don't want a lot of packaging, but he love beautiful packaging, shiny packaging, Protective packaging—it's a sort of um, paradox, a sort of um, uh, duality, duality. duality. And it's why it's very uh, when you have this duality. It's why maybe I think because I work uh, on this, the there is the law. The law tell okay, you are because I tell something. uh, Consumer, I like children. And they need education, and if they don't understand educa- education, sometimes they need punition. They need to, to tell some rules. It's a rule. It's a law, and no, you do like this. And it's little bit what's happened in Europe, yeah. because we can't uh, move in this way to think the transparency is better. If you see something and something to the consumer, maybe consumer tell you, yes, something is more beautiful. But if there is only something, there is no question. Sure. Understand? And it's why. Sure. If, if,
0: you don't, if you don't have a comparison, if you just say, this is the only thing, if the only wrapping yes. is plastic, it, that's it, the only it, thing It's
1: why see. I tell you uh, in, uh, in, uh, in America, I saw all, uh, all this um, uh, wrap, uh, carton wrap, uh, for uh for beverage there is a lot of uh carton wraps uh in europe it's plastic but i think it's better to have and coca cola in europe now a paper mm. i think it's better because because all this wrap, wrap uh if there is wind or something finish uh in the river uh on the sea and with the carton okay it's 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 not the same problem. It, it, yeah. it, it's and you change your American people change.
0: Yeah. So I've had this conversation many times, and I do not work for the plastic industry. I work with brands to move them away from plastic when it makes mm-hmm. sense. Now, obviously, plastic. There are, you know. There's a there's a there's room for plastic. There's a purpose for plastic, and it makes sense for in some in some areas. You know, one of the trends that you list in your book is substitution. You know, which we're, what we're talking about, moving for, away from plastic into paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do if you look in, at an LCA, if you do a life cycle analysis, then a lot of the times, plastic wins. Plastic beats paper on an LCA except for Mm -hmm. recycling, you know? So the question becomes, and I think this is a question that, that brands don't understand or don't know how to make a decision is, are you trying to be sustainable in greenhouse gases? Are you trying to be sustainable in, uh, you know, how much material you're moving, right? Because a, a plastic bag may weigh four ounces and a paper bag may weigh 13 ounces. And it's, you know, you're you're almost you're more than doubling the amount of material, the amount of space, the amount of weight, which increases you know gas, you know fuel, you know, all these different things begin to impact. But at the very end of all of that damage that both materials do is recycling. So you have to decide is is it is recycling more important or is all of the other important? So how do, you,
1: how, do you, how do you decide yes. between those two? Absolutely. For me, it's a society choice. The environmental impact of the packaging is nothing is in comparison of what is inside the packaging. If you see the milk, the environmental impact of one liter on, or one gallon of milk is... Eighteen five percent the milk and maybe 5 or 3% the packaging. If you win with the packaging, uh, if you, you are better, yes, uh, in plastic because it's uh, light, light uh, it's, uh, uh, there is less material. But when you see it's maybe uh, the difference between the two, it's less one 1%. And for the, the gallon of milk, it's mm-hmm. just nothing but if the plastic bottle go outside the process of recycling it's a very very big damage for the planet and if it's a paper solution it's less damage and the european country decide that the uh, recycling the material recycling the packaging take care of the end of life of the packaging because we don't want that the packaging go in the nature, go in the ocean or may, maybe burn to, to have energy with packaging. This society, European people decide that it's better to recycling. It's a society choice. We choose this. Maybe other, uh, other country can choose another sol- solution. It's just, uh, comment on robinet? Uh, uh a tap. Tap. We oui, tap like turn it, on. it. It's just, we just decide to, uh, to uh, close the tap of top plastic top. packaging because uh, we, we, we discover when you see on the, on the seaside, on the, there is so much plastic and we decide to, uh, stop this, uh, uh sort of hemorrhage garbage. Erosion of plastic on the nature. It's a choice. No, absolutely. You know, looking
0: through the rest of the book, you've got recyclable, flexible material. You know, which is going to be um, flexible plastic. A lot of times, it's used for food. You know, your example. When one of the examples you have here is for sugars. You've got Nesquik. You've got all these different brands, and different products that are moving into these flexible plastics, flexible films, a combination of paper and plastic in some cases. Um, so let me ask you specifically in France: How are flexible films recycled there? Are they are they are they recycled there? And multi-layer plastics? Now, are they recycled there?
1: It's impossible to uh, recycling uh, flexible plastic uh, with composite. It's uh, POT with PP with uh, the only possibility to recycling. is what, what it's monopolymer. It's PE, PP, but it's a theoretic possibility because in the real life it's very difficult to recycle. You must to cap, you must to have the to uh, keep the the packaging, and when they are so not 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 so big, it's very not interesting to recycling because I tell you, I, I tell you, recycling process is an industrial process you must be economically and uh, environmentally efficient. And it's it's not so efficient to uh, uh, recycling a very, very uh, light packaging. I prefer each each prefer more material because it's the same. Uh, it's the same process. And it's a problem actually for this packaging. All markets got to monopolymer, monopolyethylene, monopolypropylene, mono, uh, polymer, mono, polyethylene, mono, polypropylene, mono PT, and after we, we have to collect this packaging and recycling and it's another story. It changed because the revolution of packaging, packaging revolution is not only packaging revolution. It's a recycling revolution. It's a consumer revolution. It's a distribution revolution. It's not only the packaging. Uh, my, my book uh, and I, I write this on my book. My book is uh, the title is the packaging revolution, but it's uh, the system of uh, product product with packaging distribution in revolution. It's all this system. Yeah. No, I think as a packaging designer,
0: if you're out there and you're creating packaging, you're designing you know, a milk carton or fragrance bottle, t-shirt bags, like there's so many different things that we can create. You have to, you have to consider before you begin drawing or concepting, you have to consider where is this packaging going to live, where it is going to end up, what happens when they are done with it. And if you start there and you work your way backwards, the idea that you begin with may be completely different if you just start with what is going to be the coolest packaging, you might go in one direction. But if you think about sustainability, user experience, you know, you're going to go in a different direction. Um, one of the things that you have in the book is the brick principle, right? Moving into, yeah. you know, and, and this goes to, you know, if you're thinking about logistics, if you're thinking about moving product, you know, having a brick, uh, you know, and and when we refer to a brick is having a, Square footprint, rectangular footprint, instead of having a rounded shape, mm-hmm. you know, because you're able to compact more product and have less air uh, in in transit. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, with the- but it's it's not less, only less air because uh, each designer mm-hmm. have to understand that for us, for designer, for consumer, the the unity is the packaging. It's a packaging, but for industrial the unity the unity is the palette, it's not the packaging. It, right. And when you design a shape, if you don't take care of the the shape, you can uh, lost a lot of space on, the tr- on trucks and it's cost a lot of money for your uh, customer and uh, uh, a lot of um, uh, damage for environment. It's why designers have to really understand the uh, se- cycle of life of the product. And I, I tell 25 years ago for the designer uh, designers are uh, uh, responsible, but uh, just after responsible, they can be guilty. So How, how, are, how, are, they, how are they guilty? Because it's a strong responsibility. Yeah. The designers are at the beginning of the process. And they can give the good direction and they can give a very, very bad direction. And if they don't know, 20 years ago, they don't know, it was not a problem. But now, now with all this information, books, not only my books, a lot of books and uh, a lot of uh, webinars, a lot of information, I think the uh, designers have a strong level of information, a strong level of education, and you designers are more involved in this, and if they don't, they just tell to the consumer, okay, you, you ask for this, okay, I do it. You ask for this, okay, I do it. And if they don't tell, oh, no, it's not the good way we have to do this, this, they are responsible, responsible of this. If they don't do this, they can be guilty for their children's you're
0: responsible for the decisions that you make. And you're also guilty for the decisions that you make. Um, you know, as an example, when we look at the brick principle, Mm. if you're doing uh, a soft drink in aluminum cans, you know, they are round, they do not collapse. Uh, you're going to ship eight truckloads of cans, Mm. empty cans to go get filled. If you were to do like a carton, like a Tetra pack type of a material, those collapse, they fold flat. You can probably fit eight truck worth of cans in one truck worth of Tetra Pak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you, so there's that benefit. On the downside, is Tetra Pak recyclable in France? Yes. It is. So you, you can recycle Tetra Pak?
1: Yes, we recycle Tetra Pak with paper uh, process. And I make some, uh, you can see on my website, I make some furniture with... Uh, poly-al, it's a polyethylene and aluminum. At the end, we, we, uh, we are recycling the polyethylene and the aluminum. And uh, uh, Tetra Pak is uh, recyclable. But, but uh, we, we speak about designer, graphic designer. I, I write an uh, Well, just, just real quick, because the, the reason I ask on the Tetra Pak is
0: in the US, we also have the claims of it being recyclable. But if I call up my local recycling center, mm-hmm. they they say they cannot recycle it.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. There is a. There is, oh. Of course, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, uh, there is a lot of uh, declaration, and in the real life, I I call this real life because I have uh, I have to. I don't I, I don't tell you, but I have um, I create packaging but I take care of the end of life packaging. I explain you, I am uh, elected in my uh, village and uh, I am in the office of the recycling community. And I can tell, I, I take care of, uh, of packaging at the beginning of his life to the end of the life. Uh, we call in France, I don't know the name, but le berceau, when you put the baby, I don't know the name uh, of the bed. The bed of the baby, to is tomb. <laughs> we, call, we
0: call that cradle to grave, yes.
1: Yes, I, I work on this. I, I, I do this, and maybe I am, I, I don't think if there is a lot of designer like this, we take care to the to start, to the end. And I, I, I see exactly what's up. What's happened? It's, it's why I tell you, uh, recycling process is interesting when when it's economically interesting, and I can understand uh, in America maybe uh, they don't need the paper because the paper uh, tetrapack is 75% of very very qualitative fiber. And uh, we need this fiber and at the end you have this uh, polyethylene and aluminum and it's a waste. But you can do something with this waste if you uh, find an economic system. It's, we work on this in Europe and uh, it's work. It's work very well in Brazil. Okay. Brazil, Europe... Tetra Pak, it's not so it's not so bad. Sure, yeah. In, in the
0: U.S., we have uh, because of the way that we collect our waste or so recycling. Mm-hmm. When I put it in my container, when I put my my product in my container, I put cardboard. Mm-hmm. I put you know Tetra pack. I put you know my my PU bottles, PET, HDPE, like all these different materials go in the same mm-hmm. container, and it has to be mechanically separated. So with, with the Tetra Pack, it's being mixed in with everything um, where if you were in a different type of a collection system where I put all my paper in one container, all my glass in a separate container, and I, and I personally separate it to be collected separate in those types of systems, it makes it easier because now the recycling center has less to sort and they can sell the product that cost them the least. To process and has the most value. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's the other part of it. You mentioned that recycling is a business; it's an industry. You know, plastic is plastic is not cheap to recycle, right? But we are recycling it, and the reason is there is more demand. More people want recycled plastics. Absolutely. So I think that the more that we can create more demand for these materials after they've been recycled, the 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 better chance there is that but, that we will get things but recycled.
1: Honestly. Honestly, in my, my mind, Tetra Pak and uh, packaging as Tetra Pak, I call this uh, plastic uh, sandwich uh, with paper inside. <laughs> All this plastic sandwich with paper have to be very careful because for me, they are in the very, very um, difficult situation on this revolution. I speak with a lot of people uh, in uh, in America, in um, in uh, Canada, and for me, maybe uh, if Tetra Pak don't take care of this problem, it can have, it can be, it could be uh, the same story for Kodak or for Nokia. They can have a strong, stronger business problem very, very shortly. I tell you this because this revolution, it's a revolution as a revolution for Kodak, for Nokia with uh, Samsung. It's a strong industrial revolution. It's not uh, just because consumers don't like uh, this. this. No, no. It's the end of an old life, old packaging life, and the beginning of a new story It's why I I don't, I don't uh, uh, tell that I I write this, there is nine trend in plastic, nine trend in uh, uh, cardboard and paper, there is a trend with uh, uh, new alternatives. I know I I have my ID now because Mm -hmm. I follow this every day, but some trend disappeared and there is a new. And I see exactly what's what happened uh, in the sure. market, and uh, I put my uh, my uh, investment in some uh, <laughs> uh, some uh, voice because I I I think it changed. Well, I, I think this is a great I
0: think this is a great book for uh, packaging designers as well as brand owners. I think if you're in a company and you're at a brand. Uh, why I would recommend this book is that it gives you a good idea of the landscape of packaging. Yes, it, you know you've, this is based on on France, but this applies everywhere. There's so much information in here. You talk about paper, all of the different types of paper, you know the types of packaging that that you're seeing happening with different types of paper. Um, you talk about plastics and the trends in plastic and the different things of how people are moving either away from plastic or how they can incorporate plastic into the packaging. And it gives you, again, it gives you a good 360 degree view of the material, the application and the recycling. You also have uh, new alternatives in here. So compostable, biodegradable, you get into glass and you talk about metal um, as well. So aluminum, steel, like you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, I want to ask you about these alternatives. Mm -hmm. Biodegradable plastic and compostable plastic, two different types of plastic. And then we have bioplastic, which we don't have in in the US, we don't have the infrastructure to handle compostable plastic. We don't have the infrastructure to handle biodegradable plastic. I see those materials as uh, not a solution, not today. You know how do you you know how do you feel about these materials and are we looking for new solutions in areas that we don't necessarily need new solutions?
1: No, uh, it's very it's uh, uh, one main problematic at the moment with this uh, this uh, biodegradable uh, degradable plastic in Europe there is no real industry of compostable waste. The first thing is to take care of compostable waste of the the food. And uh, uh, there is a lot of and packaging is just nothing. And it's a sort of um, magic solution because people think with this uh, plastic, they uh, you eat and after you have a waste and shit. It is apparent. And it's, no, it's, I, I think, and uh, in Europe, there is a strong discussion at the moment. The end of life of plastic is not to be compostable. It's my point of view because I work on this. Because the plastic, when you have a packaging, you are a designer, and there is no only plastic. There is print, there is some, uh, There is label and this, and the problem is at the end what is really compostable, and what you put on the ground and the composter. There is some some product not very eco-friendly at the end. It's why it's something very simple: cardboard, uh, recycling cardboard, recycling paper are for a lot of of this product not acceptable for uh, alimentary contact. Why? Because there is some uh, product inside. Because you, can, when you are sealing, you you can't put all the ink or uh, uh, ink process varnish and uh, this and this. You have the same problem with the plastic. And I think it's not a strong and a good solution to uh, put packaging. Uh, in uh, compostable packaging mm-hmm. Now, i'm not uh, uh, i'm not very um, confident of this for another uh, problem its uh, nature is not uh, you you, you not, don't uh, sure. don't use na- nature to make packaging you use nature to produce food to produce uh, no packaging
0: yeah. Yeah. and it, and if we if we go back to our earlier conversation of thinking about 2040. Yes. You know, thinking in the future, if all the packaging today was compostable and it was being composted, what would our soil look like in 2040?
1: Yes. And what, what you do with all this compost? Do, do you, right. is the society need all this compost and this compost with some part of? microplastic or micro something, not very, very. It's very funny because sometimes uh, organic Mm -hmm. agriculture, Mm -hmm. organic people, uh, organic, um, do you say, uh, organic (laughs) producer, food, food, uh, food producer uh, uh, call me and say, yes, we want packaging biodegradable. Yes. And I tell them, but why you want biodegradable packaging? Because it's better, we are organic, and we take care of the nature, but I, I tell them, but you take care of your culture, you want to have nothing, no pesticide, no chemical product, and you you can put a packaging and you don't know exactly what is inside. right. On your, it's no, it's not a logical solution, and it's a, it's just a sort of miracle because people think it's better if it's like this. But but the nature is not made. It's the nature for me. It's just made to engineer to um, take care mm-hmm. of his own waste, uh, but not the humane industry waste. Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: I think I think that's a that's a great point. And you know, if you're if you're an organic company, if you're an organic brand, uh, producing you know whatever the product is, you're you're mm-hmm. interested. You know, it what is in the soil, what is applied to the plant, what you know, how is it grown, all these different mm-hmm. things. And to create biodegradable or compostable packaging for that product, the question is, would you put that plastic waste? Into the soil of the product that you're that you're growing, they would say no. They would say no. It's not. It's yeah. a non nonsense. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is nonsense. Um, so again, I think this. this you know, I, I think this is a great book because every page, uh, you've made it really, really simple. Uh, I love the how simple this book is um, because packaging is, packaging is very complicated. Recycling is very complicated. Um, you know, all these materials are extremely complicated.
1: <clears throat> you know why it's simple? I, I tell you why it's simple because I, I'm the writer of the uh, design for the dummies in you, France. You are the writer? Yeah. For, no, yes. get out of town. That is so amazing. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's very simple because it's a sort of uh, uh, re- uh, packaging, packaging, packaging for dummies. For dummies. <laughs> That's yeah. that's amazing okay yeah. so
0: so Fabrice Peltier, you are the author of uh you know packaging for dummies here <laughs> this is great so this revolution you know and the revolution that you that you're writing about here is what we're doing today and how we're moving into the future you know you, you present all the different materials in a very simple fashion to explain how they're being used how they're being recycled um you know what the trends are and again it gives any designer um the tools to begin to picture what is packaging going to look like in 2040. you know it, this is a good beginning for a designer to create a road map to the future of, of packaging um, again you've got a lot of information in here you've got tubes you talk about uh, flexible packaging you've got uh, paper bottles which you know i'm i am personally not a fan of the paper bottle uh, you know, because if we're doing a a water bottle is a you know a PET material that can be completely 100% recycled.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm agree. Yeah, i agree. But but it's it's uh, it's exactly this. It's not. There is no only one solution. There is different solution, and uh, I, I completely understand your point uh, Point of view. Point of view. <laughs> Uh, uh, if I live in America, it's, <laughs> a, it's a, not exactly the same point of view. Uh, and there is, a, uh, it, on my book, I, 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 I don't give lessons. I don't tell this solution is better than this solution, right. because it's there is a lot of parameters to put. On on the packaging to have the uh, something sometime. Yes. I and mean, there is no good solution, there is less worth solution. Yeah, <laughs> more or mm-hmm. less worth solution because uh, people tell you, uh, yes, I have the solution, I have the miracle. No, it's it's not the truth. It's not the truth. Sure. Excellent,
0: Fabrice. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, uh, what is the best place for them to contact you? Uh, and is your book available on your website?
1: Yes, my book is available on uh, my shop. There is a shop uh, and I send it everywhere in the world. It's a big, big, a big success, yes, for a packaging book because in, uh, in Europe, uh, in France, I sell more, more than for uh, four thousand. And uh, in English, now I'm for uh, two more than two, two Susan. Wow. And you can find my book on uh, the shop Fabrice Pelletier and uh, I put it on Amazon. Excellent. Excellent. And I will have links to yes. your website.
0: Yes. I will have links to the Amazon. Um, yes. I think it's a, you know, again, it's a, gr- it's a great service to packaging. It's a book that we've really needed that talks about the different materials, the different processes. And again, like you said, it makes it very simple for anybody to understand. So if you're at a brand, if you work for a company and you're the buyer of packaging, this is a great book to have so that you can um, understand, begin to understand the decisions that you're making and the impact that it can have on your company uh, and on sustainability. So again, thank you, Fabrice. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much to Fabrice Peltier for being on. Check him out on LinkedIn, hunt down his website, FabricePeltier.com. All the information's in the show notes. I want to thank you guys for listening. We'll talk soon.